Hey, this is Jason Metcalf, uh, cover artist for Zenoscope, White Widow, and more. You're listening to the Top 5 Comic Podcast. Welcome to Top 5 Comics Podcast, people talking about comics, pop culture, and events. With us today, we have the master of disaster, Josh45. Yo, yo, yo. And CBS. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Right? Hi. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, See, today we're going to be doing episode number 154. And what we're going to be going over today for the most part, or this episode, I guess, for the most part, is uh, the solicits for Future State from DC Comics. So this is going to be a uh, kind of a news slash DC or DC slash news issue, I guess, or episode. So we're going to go over the listings, like what the books are and what page count, stuff like that, you know. Give you some information on it. There are a few of them. We got the preview, so that's pretty cool. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, not in great depth, because there's a lot of material to go over. So we'll see how long it takes. But before that, we want to do a little bit of news, Josh. Sure. All right. As far as news stuff, I mean, there's been a whole lot of interesting stuff to do with the Spider-Man movies. Uh, most recently, we've seen a list of new castings that are at this point, supposedly confirmed. Um, so Alfred Molina has uh, already been signed to reprise his role as Doc Ock for the uh, new Spider-Man movie, which is crazy. They're also talking about Jamie Foxx's Electro, which yeah. which was kind of confirmed and not kind of confirmed. At this point, it's considered to be the first confirmation, actually. Well, not as of yesterday. Not, not as last week, actually. Oh, crazy. And we talked about it on last week's episode, I think. Maybe. Yeah, they like, they retracted that. That's a weird possibly, thing. Possibly, which I think is weird. No, it's one of the things that, like, um, it's one of the dumbest things that's happened in Spider-Man movies. It's pretty bizarre. You mean oh. his casting, or you mean... Yeah, his oh. casting. I don't like it at all. I don't, I don't totally hate it, but it is, it is weird that they would make an announcement at all. But, like, that thing happened with Molina. They're saying, a lady you talked on the phone with, has been reprised as her role as Mary Jane. So Kristen Dunst. Kristen Dunst. That's the one. So I don't know. Like, I don't know what they're going to do, but I do know that they talked about having both the other guys back too as Spider-Man. Right. So like the whole idea, best we understand, at least from what little bits leaked out in the world, supposedly, um, is that we're getting, I guess, basically a Spider-Verse kind of movie out of it. But there's also something else that we saw show up in a batch of news feeds like two days ago, that uh, they're saying Angie, they're saying uh, that Daredevil, uh, Cox, he's also supposed to be in it. I guess there's like a tons of rumors flying around this film. So until they actually start doing anything, then right, it is a it is a hard pressed thing to know what's true, what's not. I mean, I could easily see story wise. I mean, I don't know if if I was gonna wrap my head around it. As soon as I heard the Apple Money thing, and I went and looked at a couple websites that. Claim it as the truth. I could see pretty easily using his science experiment from movie two, which he was creating an energy source that became an inverted black hole. I could see that being a way to rip a hole in the universe and connect the universes. And since we never saw a body, I mean, maybe the arms saved him from the harbor. Maybe. So, like, I mean, there's ways right out of it. And that's interesting. But as, like, a thing, it almost sounds like to me that they're trying to push the Sinister Six any way they can. 
And we know that they were probably going to do an Sinister Six movie, Sinister Six movie back before the whole Sony hack happened. And then the Sony hack happened and all that stuff got released to the world and Andrew Garfield bounced and had his problems with Sony and that whole thing seemed to fall flat. But it does sound a lot like what they're casting is trying to build that still. So, I mean, that's interesting. I guess we'll see how much of that is real as things go on. But it's a crazy thing. I mean, you open the door for multiple Spider universes with them animated, and it did great. Will live action do well? I don't know. That's a good question. Interesting, if nothing else. So, like, there's that. I mean, as far as news in the world, which I'm sure there'll be new stuff about that tomorrow or the next day, because that seems to be out. seems to be happening, so... But yeah, other than that, um, the Cobra Kai official season three official trailer dropped, and it looks amazing. It if you guys haven't watched Cobra Kai yet, I know we've talked about that on this particular show multiple times. You've been living years. under a rock. It is fantastic, and it is now moved to Netflix. So, where back in the day we had to tell you to try to look at YouTube Red, um, it is now a Netflix show, so you can watch it on Netflix. It is awesome. Two seasons are out already. Third season, yeah, that trailer does look freaking great. So, uh, that is amazing. I do like how they repackage the new trailer. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. They show a lot of cool stuff. He gets to see some Skid Row, too. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Oh, Sebastian Buck. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, wait. Maybe it's D. Snyder. I guess I had to rewatch it. Music no, 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 no. It was D. Snyder's. Was it D. Snyder's version? It was D. Snyder. I think it's Twisted Sister. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So D. Snyder instead? Yeah, it was D. Snyder. You ever seen a show called Holliston? Mm-mm. D. Snyder's on that. It's uh, it got made by the the guys who made uh, shoot, I think The Hills Have Eyes. No, I don't remember what movie they made. Shoot, they made some horror movie. It was either The Hills Have Eyes or one of the movies like that. But it's a, uh, it's kind of like it's like a comedy sitcom. Anyway, in the show, their boss is D. Snyder. He plays the part. <laughs> and one of the guys from Guar shows up. He's the subconscious of one of the main characters. So when he has problems to think about things himself, um, the guy from Guar shows up and they hash out his inner demons. <laughs> well, anyway, Karate Kid is so su- or Cobra Kai is so successful that they're already greenlit for season four. So it's already, awesome. it's already a thing. But I guess like the... The the first girl that joins, I can't think of her, the actress's name, the taller girl, like short hair, that like joins uh, Cobra Kai, the very, very first one, like she's a nerd too. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. She, I guess I, I read so much, she's not in, gonna, she got cut from the season or something. Oh, that's weird. Huh. I don't know what the deal with that is, but. No idea. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm, I hadn't heard anything about that. But the bad guy and the girlfriend from Karate Kid 2 when they go to Okinawa show up in this season for sure. So. Well, yeah, there's supposed to be ties from uh, movie 3 for the original Karate Kid. Two. Was it 2? Two? 2. Oh, right. Okay. The Japan two. one. Three is the, the, 3 is the one where like they hire that... Uh, they open the dojo? Or no, they open the bonsai plant shop? Yeah. yeah okay. They come back. And the dude looks like the Power Ranger, but isn't the Power Ranger. And they hire the guy, and he's a bad guy. And yeah. Cobra Kai's last chance, and the guy with the long hair, and he's just like... Yeah. I know the movie, yeah. John Kreese saved my life in Vietnam, so I'm going to fund this new wave of Cobra Kai dojos, and we're going to win it back. I want you to beat him, and then 
let him come back and then beat him and let him come back. It's just like, you guys have really bad villains. <laughs> uh, yeah, three wasn't the strongest thing. Is. Teach me to sweep, Mr. Miyagi. He's like, yeah, you sweep left to right. He's like, dang it. And then Jack Danielson goes to the, the, <laughs> the disco, the disco disco and breaks that dude's nose. Right. <laughs> what's that, what is that guy's name? I don't remember. Uh, just John Silver, something silver. Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, us. Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, that's cool. Yeah, the Cobra Kai series. If you haven't checked it out, it, it's freaking awesome. It's uh, yeah, it's really good. Billy Zapka is the best. He's awesome. A really cool dude too. He's pretty cool. So the two horses that uh. Uh, Aragorn rode in Lord of the Rings, like the two the two different horses, whatever. Okay. Um, I can't. Like one of them was Asphorothrum, something else. Anyway, they keep like Viggo Mortensen is like a huge horse fan, and uh, he bought both horses that he rode, and then the one that Arwen rode, like because he's mass after the Lord of the Rings was done filming. I sure. guess they just recently passed away. Which oh. I mean, but I mean, how many years ago was that? Uh, at this point, twenty. Yeah, I'm gonna say those are some old horses. And they're, you know, I don't know how long horses live. I'm, no idea. I'm sure somebody's gonna be angry with us because we don't know that. But sorry, but uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. They were adult horses when they hit in the movies. Yeah, so. I have no idea what the longevity for a horse really is like that. I mean, that's interesting. I remember hearing about Vigo buying them. I do remember hearing about that a while ago. Right. It's a slow news week, man. Come on. <laughs> and that was true when we originally recorded this episode now as of yesterday there's a whole bunch of new news that none of us really knew about till of course today um so this is an insert for more new stuff and i got dale joining me howdy everybody which you should know from our uh our honey ads because you really wanted the honey ads with me Great to be back. Right? So, as far as other news in the world that, I mean, literally happened the day after we recorded this, Disney Plus, or Disney, had their 2020 um, investors meeting, which was done as a video, which you can find the video, I guess, on YouTube still, and then a bunch of people are reviewing the video, and a bunch of steals, like the slideshow that they gave during the video, where they announced a bunch of shows. Oh, my God. They drop the bomb. So many things. So, like, as a thing, the only ones I'm going to really go over are the ones that are more pertinent to the comic book stuff, because there's a whole bunch of stuff they did for uh, uh, the animated side with Pixar also, but, I mean, there's just so much. You couldn't cover it all tonight. No, not at all. Uh, but with Disney, they're talking about 10 shows they are going to be running that are Star Wars-flavored shows. So, Mandalorian, of course, is getting another season. So, that was easy one, because it's already being done. Then, another one they listed is a show called Rangers of the New Republic. Um, I don't know anything about that, except that the logo looks really cool. Um, then, we're getting Ahsoka with her own show. So, if you're watching Mandalorian, then you have seen Ahsoka in the most recent, within the last two episodes. And this is Rosario Dawson coming back to play the part for her own season as, like, a spinoff show. Rosario Dawson fans got to be pumped about that. Oh, yeah. 
like very cool and I feel like she did a really cool job and did a really good job as the character so any indication apparently Disney feels really strong about it too and as a person she's an awesome lady actually you gotta dig the horns though oh dude yeah the way she looks in the show is I mean it's it's so close to the animated it's really good I've seen some people complain about the length of her horns but I that's no it's it's fine I think they're nicely done yeah no it's great um so another show they have listed on here is Andor. So they, it's uh, it's Diego Luna is the main character. So the dude from Rogue One. Uh, so it's his character, and uh, it's actually started filming already. About two weeks ago they started. It's going to be slated for 2022 right now, and is another TV series. So we're getting a reprisal of his character from Rogue One, Cassian, with its own series. So I, I assume it's going to be a chase. Of what led him to where he was in that alley when we first meet him in the sh- in the movie, which is awesome. And Diego Luna, he's great. So Cassian was his character, but yeah, as far as pieces that connect to Rogue One, I mean that's awesome. Show wise, whether it's built to be more than one season or not, I mean who knows? I guess it depends on where they start with him. But yeah, that thing's already started filming, so that's really cool. That has a high potential for success. Oh, it does. I mean he's a great actor. So and like as. Which Warshi as he was in Rogue One, because you don't know if you're supposed to like him, if you're supposed to hate him, and then by the end you're like, oh, that dude was really cool. So, like, yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, he's a, he's a privateer in the world of Star Wars, which is awesome. Of course, he lands on the right side, Barry Han Solo. So that's awesome. Um, then we have an Obi-Wan Kenobi show, which we had heard, we had heard rumblings about this way back whenever they originally canceled the Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. Back whenever Solo came out and didn't perform the way they wanted it to. So, since then, there's been talk about a show happening rather than the movie. Which, a lot of us kind of think that maybe The Mandalorian was initially what Boba Fett might have been as a movie. I mean, obviously different characters, so not the same thing. But maybe that's where that concept came from. But the cool thing about it is Hugh McGregor's reprising the role of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then we've also recently learned that Hayden Christensen is coming back to play Vader. So, I mean, that's pretty cool if you're a fan of the original trilogy. Other thing that's cool about it is if he's Vader, we don't have to worry about his bad acting. Or having to watch him pretend. Which is his face. I mean, (laughs) the dude's got the right body for it. And as far as a thing, I imagine there'll probably be some flashbacks. And if that's the case, well, that makes perfect sense to use him. You'll so I think that that's that, that's neat. I mean, depending on who you are, whether he was your favorite anything or not, I mean, you know, is what it is. The movie fans are going to be psyched because it answers a lot of questions for people. It should, well. yeah. So it's an interesting time for me to go over and like with original characters, right? Too. That's yeah. the main thing. That's cool. Um, so there's another one that's called the Bad Batch. And, uh, again, the logo looks freaking awesome, but since I didn't sit through the three hours of the presentation, most of us I didn't have time about today, and I didn't find a link for it until later today, so that's the main reason I had didn't, you know, watch the whole thing. But, the logo looks cool. Um, another one's called Star Wars Visions, and then, uh, following that, we're gonna get a Lando series. And, uh, best I can tell from what little pieces they had picture-wise, it, it doesn't look like it's gonna be... Billy D, which is what I would like, uh, but it's going to fit 
when he was still younger. So casting-wise, I don't know if they've actually announced anybody, but they're giving us a Lando show, and Lando's my favorite, so that's awesome. I'll bet you a dime to a dollar we see Billy D. You know, I would like if we saw both of them, and it was like Billy telling the stories, because I think that'd be awesome if we got both of them playing the part in the show. I don't know, because the way everything else moves and the way they talk about these things are all supposed to fit together. So, I mean, Ahsoka obviously is going to lead for Mandalorian, because she just showed up in there. But the Lando one, it, it may precursor back to the solo time frame, and I'd be okay with that, but... If they gave it like a King Conan treatment where we had Billy D as the old Lando telling the stories about adventures, and then we had Donald Glover playing the younger part, I mean, as a thing, I don't I don't know if we will or not. I mean he's a fairly popular individual the child of Cambino. So like I assume that show's probably gonna it's probably mostly gonna be Donald. I mean it'd be weird if they didn't just because age wise Billy D doing stuff I well, I think it'd be amazing. Like I said, I, I prefer it if it was a mix of the two of them. So I guess we'll see what that winds up being. I wouldn't be surprised if they do that. I would like it just because yeah. it would pay more, uh, pay more play to both timelines, what you prefer actor-wise. Another one is going to be, like I said, there's ten of them, it's crazy, uh, is the uh, Acolyte. And the Acolyte is uh, supposed to be set during the High Republic era, the end of the High Republic so we're talking back in the old days, and it's the uh, it, it's based around the emergence of the dark side powers. So it's like the start of the Sith in the old High Republic days. So it's an era that we don't really deal with very much at all, and I think that's really cool because I mean, if we're dealing with the first person to have dark side powers, that's pretty crazy. Fans so, are gonna love that. Yeah, it's it's super interesting. Um, then we have another one that's uh called a droid story this one is an animated tv movie so it's going to be a movie just animated and not built for anything but disney plus which it's supposed to feature a new robot or new character that's going to be shepherded and like led around by r2d2 and 3cpo so i mean that's cool we get a new character to hang out with them in the galaxy and make a movie of it so i mean i think that's cool but it is an animated um, then the last one on this list of Star Wars stuff is a Rogue Squadron. And uh, that thing currently has its movie. Um, currently it's slated for 2023 for release. And they've got Patty Jenkins currently set up as the director of the movie. So you should know her from directing Wonder Woman um, and Monster with Charlize Theron. So this is another first, like, Star Wars-wise, or just in general. I mean, she was the first... Female director for a superhero movie. She's the first female director for a over $100 million movie. And now she's the first female director for a Star Wars movie. So not episodes, because we've had a handful of episodes of female directors in Mandalorian. But as far as check marks in the world, that's kind of interesting. And like, Jenkins, I think she did good with Wonder Woman, so I think that's cool. I like the sound of it. Right? Well, she's got a good track record. I mean, Monster, it's a hard movie to watch, but... Well done. Yeah. Very well done. Charlize is amazing in it. Oh, yeah. Charlize is amazing. Just in general. Correct. So, there's another one, and this one's not technically Star Wars. Well, it's not Star Wars at all, actually. However, it does have Star Wars alumni in it. So, and I don't know if we've ever mentioned it on this show or not. Um, I know the other show we've talked about a couple times as a thing that we'd heard about happening. But now we know that it's official that Willow... 
is going to be getting a Disney Plus TV series. And Mark, Mark Ham, or, uh, the, as far as actors returning to it, um, we still have the original Warwick Davis reprising his role. And it's supposed to be set five years after the, I guess the movie, which, I mean, timing wise, that sounds weird, but that's what they're saying. And it's supposed to be less of a nostalgic, like, reboot and more of a looking forward type series. So, uh, that's cool. I mean, Ron Howard is the guy that's supposed to be heading it as the executive producer, which is cool. Howard's good at things, man. Uh, as far as director, I don't think they've named a director yet for it, but, uh, it's supposed to be a sequel successor as a series instead of a, instead of another movie. But Touching Willow again at all is awesome because that thing hasn't had anything done to it save for like a few weird comic adaptions and none of that was new material. It'll be good to see Warwick Davis again. Right. Well, like, as far as things, I mean, he shows up in Star Wars stuff fairly regular, whether he's in full costume or not, but it's really cool to come back to that, because the original Willow, the only reason they made it is because something that they saw in Warwick as a kid, and they're like, oh man, like, we gonna make this kid a movie. So Steven Spielberg and George Lucas made that movie because of Willow, or because of uh, Warwick. And he was very deserving of it Oh yeah, well. for sure did a great job. Oh, yeah, it was great, man. Um, so that's really cool. That's uh, the first chunk of stuff. Now, when you start talking Marvel stuff, so some of the stuff stuff we talked about before. Um, I mean, we already knew the Eternals were getting a movie. Uh, we know there was a Black Panther 2 se- a sequel. Uh, they did officially announce that they were not planning to recast Chitala, which I think is a good thing. Um, we talked about that before, how we think it will follow forward, mostly with the sister story, because that's what the comics did. But apparently now it's an official thing that they're not going to be recasting the Black Panther. So I think that's really cool. Because um, there were some, you know, 50-50 whether people wanted to recast or not. But in the comic books, we did have a point in time where the Black Panther was played by the sister. Like, she was the Black Panther. So I think that's what the movie will do. And I'm okay with that. Um, but as far as other things we know... Oh, other things we we knew about already, but we've got more material on... Uh, of course, there's been a bunch of pictures circulating on the internet for Hawkeye, uh, where we've got photos of Kate Bishop. Um, so the actress is playing the part is, uh, oh, I can't remember her name. It's a girl from Split, um, whose name I should know, but don't know. Uh, but there's photos circulating her in costume, which is awesome. Uh, we actually mentioned those photos, I think, on last week's episode. But yeah, there's more now. Uh, so Hawkeye's moving forward. Winter Soldier and Falcon have a brand new, like, actual trailer, and it is awesome. Um, Loki finally has a real trailer. It is also awesome. Um, there's a part in the trailer that makes it look like, it's gotta be what it is. If it's not, it's weird. I'm pretty positive Loki is D.B. Cooper. And if you don't know who D.B. Cooper is, Google it, because it's it's this whole mystery thing that's a real-life mystery thing about a dude who hijacked an airplane, got a lot of money, and then parachuted out and disappeared. Apparently, our answer is that was really Loki, which it might make sense, because they never caught the guy. So I think that's awesome, because if that's not what that is, it, it's weird. I can picture him pulling that off. Sure. I mean, he's got the right look for it. Heck yeah. So that's really cool. The trailer's really cool. Uh, just YouTube it. You can find it. It's awesome. 
I doubt Disney's going to pull any of this stuff down because it's all stuff they use for their presentation. But yeah, the Winter Soldier one's awesome. We get some cool dialogue between uh, uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon. Um, other stuff, they're still moving forward with the She-Hulk. We don't know a lot more about it. There's another show, well, show or movie, because I don't remember what they said, going to be called Armor Wars. And Armor Wars was a comic book series that happened. That's Iron Man comic. This guy's apparently going to be a war machine movie show? Movie? I, I can't remember what it, which one it is. But it's going to be Don Cheadle, so he's getting his own something. And that's really cool. Um, we know WandaVision, of course, is still happening, so that's not anything new, new, really. But they did show a couple more clips from some se- sequence from it, so that's cool. Um, there's going to be a Baby Groot as something. I assume animated movie, but I don't think... I, I don't remember what they said about it. Again, like I only watched part of it because it's three and a half hours worth of material. But Baby Groot's going to get his own thing. Love Groot. Sure. Love me some Groot. We're going to be getting a secret invasion that is centered around Nick Fury. So uh, for comic fans, that's where the scrolls imposed, imposted, impersonated, man, that was hard to say, impersonated a bunch of our superheroes and uh, infiltrated a lot of the different supergroups during a, a comic book series called Secret Invasion. So we are going to be getting a Sam Jackson-driven TV show for Nick Fury that is centered around that is the theme, uh, which is awesome. That has potential. I mean, as a thing, as soon as we saw Hawkeye have a family in Avengers 2, I said he's a scroll. I don't think that's going to happen now, but my brain feels like it could still, which would be fine with me. Um, we are supposed to be getting a... Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. I have no idea what that is. But, I mean, if they're using any of the cast, that's awesome. Will it be a lot like the Deadpool Christmas? I don't think so, but maybe. So I think, I mean, that's awesome. It's more Guardians of the Galaxy stuff, so that's cool. Uh, they teased a logo for the Fantastic Four, although they didn't really give a lot of information about that. So, as a thing... They what they said is they're returning to the first family, and they put up a giant four logo, which fans have been speculating because of things that we've seen as uh, Easter eggs in movies that that was happening anyway, which is awesome. But now they put a logo to it, so that's cool. Uh, we know we're getting another Ant Man, uh, J Ant Man. The new one's going to be titled Oh Quantum Mania, is what the title is. So more dealing with the quantum realm, and I assume crazy things in the quantum realm. Which makes a lot of sense, because like, everything happening with the other shows, I mean, WandaVision and Doctor Strange, the, uh, oh gosh, it's Multiverse of Madness is what it was called. So like, that anime movie sounds like it would be awesome and fit really good. Um, they also teased a Blade movie, which we kind of already knew because there was some casting for Mahershala Lee at one point. Uh, so that's not like really new-new, but if they put a logo to it, so getting me more real. A new blade would be sweet. Yeah, I think it'd be awesome. Um, we also, we've already talked on the show about Moon Knight happening, uh, but there's a little more information about it. Iceker Isaacs is still listed as the guy playing Moon Knight, and it's, at this point, still being talked about like a show. So, I mean, that's still cool, but it's not really new-new. Uh, they put up a logo and kind of teased the idea of an Ironheart movie, which, if you don't know who Ironheart is, I guess kind of understandable. She was the girl Iron Man for a little while in the books. So, I don't know much more about that one, because I didn't, I didn't really pay attention to a lot of that. It's not pay attention. There's just three and a half hours, people. Like, it's a lot of material. 
Um, Love and Thunder, we want to find out that one of the bad guys in that movie, according to what they were saying, is Christian Bale. So, uh, Batman is going to be showing up as a bad guy in the Thor Love and Thunder movie. That's the, uh, female Thor, the Natalie Portman movie, which at this point is still filming in Australia. So it's already underway, but the announcement of Christian Bale being connected is really cool. Get you some Christian Bale. Heck yeah. Um, they made an announcement about um, a Miss Marvel movie, which I feel like we might have talked about that before, but I guess I don't remember if we did or not. So Kamala Khan is going to get some kind of, um, of picture deal thing. There must be a better word for that. Move, movement? No. I know there is. I'll figure it out. Anyway, um, Captain Marvel 2, at this point, has been greenlit. Shang-Chi is still something happening. Now it has a logo, so that's cool. Um, that's a master kung fu. We already kind of knew about that one. It's, there hasn't been a lot of details about either one of those things, but as a thing, we've known about Shang-Chi for a minute. And then, of course, The Eternals, which is getting a brand new comic book, I want to say in January? So, that's cool. Um, they're still saying Black Widow is going to be going to the movies. So, I mean, I guess we'll see. They're saying now May again. So, it was originally slated for May last year, or this year, sorry, 2020, so year of hell. And now it's being moved to 2021, so hopefully theaters open by then, and that really happens. Um, there's a couple other things that are really, really cool um, in this grand scheme of things. They're not necessarily flavored uh, Marvel Comics. But uh, other properties that, of course, now Disney owns because they're a giant machine. So they're saying that FX is going to be getting a show that is an Aliens TV series and that Ridley Scott apparently is attached. So the original OG from Aliens getting a TV series for Aliens. Uh, the initial information about it, I guess most of it's going to take place on Earth. So what exactly that means, don't know. But if Ridley Scott's connected to it, that's really cool. And it's supposed to be part of the FX line of things, so I imagine it'll probably land on Hulu, but no, that's awesome. Aliens franchise step into the plate. Heck yeah, man. And then the last little thing I had on here was uh, Why the Last Man getting a limited series. Uh, Why the Last Man's a comic book series written by Brian K. Vaughn. It uh, deals with the... An event happens... On Earth, of course, um, and it wipes out the male population, saver, one guy, and uh, a monkey, like a chimpanzee. No, not chimpanzee. Uh, capuchin? No. I can't remember what kind of monkey it is. Anyway, him and the monkey um, set to try to find his mother, who, prior to this event happening, his mom was a higher-ranking person in uh, the government. And we see how the world becomes with no more men and just um, kind of apocalyptic a little bit. I mean, it's not out-of-control apocalyptic. It is a really good series. I feel like it ran... It might have run 100 issues as a comic. I don't remember how long it ran. Don't quote me on that. But as a thing, um, Kayvon's a great writer. The story itself was a cool series, but we see all kinds of different factions of how different towns and different groups wound up taking care of and running themselves. So very, like, if you watch The Walking Dead, when you see all the different, like, factions, there's a lot of that going on in Why the Last Man, except the main difference is it's all, it's all lady types. And uh, once they find there's a man, a lot of them ref respond very negatively to that idea. 
and a whole batch of the other ones respond positively, but in a negative fashion. So yeah, it, it's a great series. Um, as a thing, getting a show, I think is long overdue, actually, because Kayvon is great. He's a great writer, so that's really cool. But all that stuff that we basically learned about here in the last, I don't know, 48 hours, I guess. Um, there's a lot of other information on the internet about it now. I mean, people have regurgitated that, that video everywhere. So if you want to know more about any of those things, just use the name and Google it. I mean, that sounds lazy of me, but that's what I got. Well, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> well, thanks for sitting in with me, Dale. You have any, any, any thoughts about any of that nonsense? It just sounds like a really exciting Disney lineup, and I uh, recommend to the fans to tune in and be entertained. Sure. Right on, right on. We'll now take you back to your regular scheduled program, I guess. Um, and books stuff. Over and out. Now you want to talk about some future state there, Josh? Yeah, man, let's do it. All right. So future state, if you don't have any clue what we're talking about at all, um, as of January and February, we're going to see DC Comics shift their uh, periodical releases to a uh, event that's going to last for the two months. There's a flash to the future, and uh, we will see the regular periodicals replaced with these future shock books, uh, which is, or, I'm sorry, future state books. And uh, a bunch of new teams, new artists, new writers, um, folks that a lot of these names I don't recognize at all, but from what little we've seen, I mean, some of them are pretty cool, and pretty good art-wise at least. Read-wise, like I said, we got a couple of books that, that we can talk a little more about, but... Um, that's what the deal is. We're going to be jumping in the future. Part of that's supposed to come from the end of, uh, Dark Knight's Metal, which I want to say comes out, I think, next week, actually. So depending on when you're listening to this, it may already be out in the world. Number seven? It's si, Senor. So, we are supposed to be at the, uh, the almost end of that, as far as, uh, series. But yeah, it's, uh, they're, they're saying there's two different, two different leads at the end of the book. One that is what leads to this future state, and the other one was undisclosed as of yet, so I guess there's two different leads out of that series. What the second one is, I have no idea yet. Uh, but yeah, somehow this future is ushered in by the end of Metal, which, if you're not reading Dark Death Metal, it is also crazy, other universe crushy type stuff, so it is pretty crazy. Well, as far as books, do you want to start with the uh, the Superman side of things? I'm just going to follow your lead. So, right. I mean, I know I'm looking at the future state. Like, I know there's going to be two Superman-ish. Right. Well, three, technically. Because, I mean, Kal-El's still alive somewhere. He is. So, in the preview stuff, he's in, like, chains and a thing around his neck. and right. So, main storyline-wise... Looking very kingdom come Yeah, well, that or Planet Hulk style. Kind of seems like maybe it's a Planet Hulk with Superman. But, the with the S. Oh, yeah, his logo? Yeah, yeah. it's definitely the dark S. So, the book you're talking about is going to be Future State, Superman, Worlds of War. And Worlds of War is a four-part. Um, it's going to be a 64-page book. So, it's, it's a big book. Uh, price tag toted with it for... Your normal covers are seven ninety nine, and it's going to have a couple backup stories in it. Which the bigger books, both well, all the bigger books are going to have weird backup stories. Um, but the Superman World of War, 
the short pitch for it is that something's happened with Earth and led Superman to, to leave out into space. Like, Earth's become disillusioned with him somehow. How exactly? No idea. Uh, but in his travels in space, he's wound up on this basically war world. And that's where the uh, shackles and the look of uh, him being, I don't know, imprisoned comes from. And he's got the white in his hair. So, like, his look is very, even the tone of, like, his suit, color-wise, is very kingdom comey with the style. Uh, but the um, backup stories in there, we're going to have two of them that have a Midnighter backup story, and a Black Racer backup story, and a Mr. Miracle backup story. So, like, the main storyline is going to be written by uh, Philip Kennedy. Uh, sorry, Philip Kennedy Johnson. And the art is uh, by Mikel Juan. Juani? Johnny? Um, for the main story. Uh, the Midnighter story is going to be Becky Cloonan and uh, uh, Gelb McNalva. I don't know how to say his name at all. It's M-E-L-N-I-K-O-V. It's however you say that. As a thing. So, I mean, like, the backup stories, the way they seem to fit, like, at least in the Batman book, they're going to alternate between books. Since there's only three different backup stories in this series, I'm not totally sure if they're all three in the same book, so, like, it's four different stories in one issue, or if it's going to alternate as well. Um, only because I haven't seen inside of one of those yet, so I don't know that. But as a thing, I mean... Story-wise, the art, the couple captures that they have for it in the preview book look really cool. So, I don't know. If you like Planet Hulk at all, I think this is going to be sort of similar to that. Best I can, I mean, like, what little we can tell. And, like, the suit and costume look really cool. I mean, right. the way he looks in the preview is freaking awesome. The couple first couple covers are really cool looking. But, to what end, I mean, we don't know yet. So, there's there's that, I guess. There's going to be a lot of that in this episode, sorry. <laughs> I can't help it, that's what it is. Um, the other Superman book is uh, Superman of Metropolis, and it is a two-part story. And this is featuring a grown-up John Kent, uh, having taken the mantle of Superman. And uh, it also totes having backup stories, uh, The Guardian, and then uh, Mr. Miracle as well. So... Whether those are going to bounce back and forth, I kind of I, I don't know yet. But uh, the uh, Superman Metropolis is going to focus on John taking over the role of Superman. Of course, he's grown up now, more adult. He's flying around with a suit that is very Superman-like, but without a cape. So that's kind of well, cool. Well, it has two different... I mean, in some versions it has him with a cape, and in some versions it has him without a cape. So it's like... Yeah, the preview image is showing both ways. Yeah, so... But his costume is very, like... New 52 Superman. Well, yeah, I can see that. A little more simplified. Like the way with, it's shaped. With no red undies, but like a belt. Right. As opposed. And so it's more more, more New 52-ish. I can opinion. see that. Like the pipe striping on it. Like the stuff Jim Lee put on the costumes when he was doing it. Yeah. It still looks really cool. As far as like a style. But yeah, it's backup-wise... That one's only a two-part story, so I imagine whatever's happening there with the backups will get one in one book and one in the other book, just because the way they're doing it in a couple of the other ones. Uh, it totes a five ninety-nine price tag, and uh, those guys are 48 pages. So, bigger book, bigger cost, like normal. I mean, the really big ones are 7 dollars and they're 64 pages, and then 
it trickles down. So the uh, Superman Worlds of War 799s and the Superman uh, Metropolis, Superman of Metropolis is 599. Uh, it's got some cool names on it. I mean, the Guardian books got Sean Lewis and Cully Hammer. So art-wise, Hammer's been on a bunch of covers lately, and he's awesome. And uh, the Superman of Metropolis, it's Sean Lewis writing it, and it's uh, John Timms drawing it, and Timms is awesome too, so art-wise, it's great. Um, the uh, Mr. Miracle story is Brandon Easton and uh, Valentin Delandro, and I, I don't necessarily know Valentin from anywhere, but uh, Brandon Easton, he's a writer, so that's cool. But a mixed match of people again, you know. And as far as, like, backups, I don't know if anybody would buy Mr. Miracle by itself. And I kind of think we're not dealing with Scott Free. I think we're dealing with the second Mr. Miracle, whose name I don't remember right now. I'm pretty sure that's the case. Whether it's going to be in both books or not, don't know. Because the two different books are doing Mr. Miracle stories, so we might get one of each. I hope they're on some sort of, like, War World thing who's going to be... Yeah, but the War World story, Superman story is one thing, but the backup stories, they're, they're separate. They're separate backup stories. They're listed together, so they have to, they they're run, they the run together. Same though, book. So you would think. They don't. No? No, they're, they're just in the same book. Storyline wise, it, so the, the only one of these I got to read through that set up that way was, uh, Dark Detective, and I, I got to flip through the next Batman, even though I didn't get to read it. But story-wise, the stories, best I can tell, do not connect together at all. Other than being flavored Batman or flavored sort of Superman, they don't actually connect. They're like fully separate stories in the book. So think like anthology books do it. Just flavored totally different people. All right. Because yeah, the Dark Detectives are the... So let's jump over to the next Batman real quick. So the next Batman, the first issue has the first story is the next Batman, and then in that same issue, it runs into the Outsider story, and the very end of the issue, it runs into the Arkham Knights story. The second issue starts, of course, with the next Batman story. That runs into a Batgirls story, which runs into a Gotham City Siren story. And then when we get to issue three, we repeat the backups. So, again, we have the next Batman, the main story, and the Outsiders, then Arkham Knights, and then repeat again in issue four. So it, the backup stories alternate between books, but read-wise, story-wise, they're not connected to the main stories. Like the first Outsider story deals a lot with Katana, and she has nothing to do with the new Batman story. At least from what the first issue did. Now, maybe issue two is something might iron out different, or issue three something might iron out different. But from the first read-through on these things, they don't connect... At all, best I can tell. I mean, it's all happening in the same world, so I guess in that case they connect, but storyteller-wise, they don't. Which, uh, the new Batman's also another 799er, and it's a 64-page one as well. But they're also, like, the timelines are all super wacky on this, too. There are a couple of the books that happen out of sequence. They're all in the future, but they're not in the same future. Nope. All different years. Right. And once you get to Legion Superheroes, like it's farther than any of the other Legion Superhero stories have been. Which that one I don't I mean my brother loves the Legion. You guys should know Rob loves it. But jumping to a farther future for the sake of a farther future kinda of makes me be like, well, why? The characters' costumes look cool, but 
I don't. That one I don't totally get. Just it seems weird to me. What years did it normally take place? So, Legion of Superheroes. It takes place in the thirty-first century. In this particular book, the uh, well, the little pitch for it says that you, to find out what year it's supposed to be, you have to read the two-part series. Wah, wah, wah. So, what year it's based in, we don't know. Until they, the book but, drops. But they show some, like, randoms, like they got Red Racer, Saturn Girl, right. Bouncing Boy, and Brainiac 5. Which, um, I mean, a lot of those names that we know, so I don't know if they've just been repurposed, because that does tend to happen. Right. But, like, the, the, the writer on that one is uh, Brian Michael Bendis, so he was writing a previous Legion, hmm. and Young Justice, and a bunch of other books. So he's writing that one, and uh, the art on it's going to be Riley Rasmo. So if you guys read uh, the uh, Robin King one-shot, he's the dude draw on the book. So I dig him. His his art is chaotic, but I, 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 I like him. So that's a cool pairing. I mean, Rossmo's art is kind of is super wild, and Bendis has been doing stuff for a long time, so I think that's an interesting match. The Swamp Thing, which will be a part of this as well, is going to take place in the year 4500, and then... Black Adam in the year 82,020, and then there's, like, the end of time is listed in the Immortal Wonder Woman, so it's like it goes crazy. When I think, like, a kind of interesting, the whole thing. <laughs> like, well, they, yeah, they're kind of, they're, a whole bunch of them are just in different time frames, and as far as that, I mean, part of it's kind of all over the place. Yeah. That that Mr. Miracle is the one we're dealing with. Shiloh Norman. That's the guy. I can't remember his name. I knew it was on that page, but I couldn't remember it. And then, of the super people. Right. Well, they got Carazorel being Superwoman. Right. Carazorel. Yeah, that's the whole title. It's it's Future State Carazorel Superwoman. It's a long title. And then you have Connor Kent, and he is involved as well, but his suit's really crazy because it's just red and black and blue. It's like it's got black boots. And then the upper part, like the shield and like his shoulders is kind of like a black section and then it's blue and then his pants are red. So it's kind of like a weird, and, um, I don't know. It's a, it's a cool design. It's just different. It's definitely Connor though. And then he's a member of the Suicide Squad, which will take place on Earth, um, three, Earth three. which is like where the crime syndicate exists. So yeah, the, the reverse evil planet. And best we understand that one, it seems like they're hunting Amanda Waller as part of it. So. Apparently, whatever she's wanted them to do, or I don't know if they're hunting her, or she's just sending. I think she's taking this team there to go for broke, is what it kind of sounds like. Like she's still leading this team, and and they're supposed to revolt against her, according to the write up. So, but how's that different than always? I mean, none of them really want to work for her ever. And like, it's an interesting team though, because we're supposed to have Clayface and um. Oh gosh, I don't remember who else is in there. Superman. Well, um, Connor, Superman. (sighs) Well, it doesn't really say though. There's a Wonder Wo- a Wonder Woman, a Flash, but it's a female Flash, um, an Aquaman, but like he looks blind. And his face is messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then there's a Batman of sorts, but he has like spiky. Uh, he looks very aggressive, and they all look kind of creepy. Right. And then Marsh Manhunter, but it's supposedly maybe Clayface. Yeah, I kind of wonder if that. That means more of these characters aren't who we think they are. Saver Connor, which, I mean, he might be the only one that's legit at all. 
Because, like, the Wonder Woman shot they show us is... And she's got this crazy, like, I just got off Joker gas smile. Yeah. Because her face is not, like, deformed, but twisted in a, a, a weird smile. So, that's weird. Uh, but the first issue of it has a backup story. But Batman's um, face is all... Oh, it's weird, too. It's all scarred up, and he's all, like, creepy looking, too, so... Yeah. Again, it might be one of those situations where I'm not sure who's who. Right. Uh, the backup story in the first issue is a Black Adam backup, so that should be kind of cool, too. He's supposed to be part of the team as well. With Black Adam? Yeah, yeah they have him in that picture. Don't. So how that fits, not entirely sure, but interesting. I mean, see, this guy's going to be a two-part. Um, the backup story, the Black Adam one, is written by uh, Jeremy Adams. And the uh, Suicide Squad's going to be written by Robbie Thompson. And, like... Thompson, you should know him if you well if you read uh the Ghost Spider the Spider Gwen stuff, he wrote a batch of Spider Gwen, so he's good, so that's cool. But it's a two part, so not I mean none of these guys are super long really. The longest ones are the four parts. Most of those are two 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 times a month books anyway. It's like Batman, Detective, Superman, you know. But yeah, um, to Suicide Squad, Earth Three craziness. Should be kind of cool. I mean, I do like Connor, so that'd be interesting to see at least what he's doing. There's going to be a Green Lantern storyline. Um, it's also two-part, and it's another one of the 48-page ones, so it's a five ninety nine book. Um, and it uh, has a backup story that's a Tales of the Green Lantern Corpse, so at least it's going to be all Green Lantern stuff through the book, whether it's the backup or whether it's the, the, a normal first story. So, I mean, that's cool. Uh, as far as Green Lanterns, we're supposed to see a whole batch more of them, including the Fafar Sector uh, Green Lantern as well, which she hasn't been connected to anything else, like, at all. Like, her book takes place under the Black Label imprint, and other than her mentioning the other Green Lanterns, and not even none of them by name, actually, uh, she hasn't really touched the regular Green Lanterns at all, but she's supposed to show up somewhere in here. That should be cool. I mean, Green Lantern flavored. Yeah, and then they give you in this little preview book that came out, this feel free DC, DC Nation Presents Future State, kind of like hyping you on what's going on. They show um, a character that I haven't seen since like a Grant Morrison run, and he's the leader of the White Martians, Protex, and the, the hyper, what did I say, hyper what? The, I'm blanking on that now. I just I just looked it up, um, but they he's like he was like the Superman character for the White Martians. Well, he's got that at least in this version he's got the kind of like I don't know like a faux hawk going on, but he had long hair and Hyper Clan. Hyper Clan. That was the name. They were like a group of White Martians that came and like, um, like terraformed the Sahara Desert to make it like grow crops for the whole world and. Like they were killing supervillains on the spot, and like they took, they pretty much took down the whole Justice League. It was Grant Morrison's very first run in JLA. It was, it wasn't like Justice League of America. It was JLA is what his his right. book was, and um, they thought that basically they, they it was I this I've said this on this show before. It was in that in that arc was the first time Batman became like the biggest badass that there was. Like, he was, like, the one they underestimated, and he systematically takes them each down one by one. 
And they're like, he's just a man, whatever. And he just, like, Superman. Batman's not just a man. Like, Batman is <laughs> right. the Batman. And so that was kind of when he became, like, the most amazing, like, what, kind of the, the most current incarnation of who, how, because he's always been kind of t- top and awesome and smart and all those things, but that's the first time that I remember, like, that he was like, this, wow. Right. So. Well, speaking of Batman stuff, I mean, we already kind of talked about Batman, the, the next Batman series. Um, we'll go over a couple more pieces of that. So it's going to be one of the one, one of the four parts. So there's twice a month for the two months. Uh, it is a 64 page book. And so it's in the seven nine seven ninety nine price bracket. Um, Jeez. But yeah, they're, they're huge books and like these inserts. I mean, that's, that's where the, and the price point's rough for sure. But as far as like series is, we don't have like a regular series for a whole bunch of other characters. It's almost like. They've streamlined it into being, oh, you want your, your Batgirl book? It's in here. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, that part makes me kind of scared because I wonder if it's a test to see how people respond with their wallets. Um, and maybe this will be a future of how they do things, which I don't necessarily like either because what it reminds me of is, is Malibu. And Malibu did one half as one book, one half as the other book. And if you wanted to follow the stories, they never lined up the same. So you'd have, like, the Rune storyline, which is one of the biggest things they ever did, and it would happen connected to this book this week, and then the next week it'd be connected to a different book, and then the next month it'd be connected to a totally different book. So you want to buy five books that half the book you didn't care about because you wanted to get the rest of the Rune story. So, like, this kind of reminds me of that, which is sort of scary. But, I mean, it's also a bunch of stuff that we know that Prior to Dan Dio getting released, that they are moving, trying to move to a, the future state, or not future state, to the G5, which was supposed to be the next generation of superheroes. So we know some of this stuff originally was intended for that, and has been repurposed as this event. But how much is that the case, and how much of it's just new for this particular event? Don't know. Um, but as far as like names working on the, uh, on the next Batman book, there's a whole handful of people. And having four backup stories, it, it, there's just a lot. Um, but the other book going on is The Dark Detective. It is also a four-part, but instead of featuring multiple backup stories, it only has the two. So it's a five ninety nine book, so it's on the uh, the 48-page tier. And uh, it follows backup story for Grifter, which is written by Matthew Rosenberg who is awesome. He's the dude who did uh, Hawkeye Freefall, a handful of other books that we reviewed on this particular show. He's he's awesome. He's great. It also has a back of Red Hood story, which is written by Joshua Williamson, who is also freaking awesome. He's the dude who's been writing Flash for a fair amount of time. He's also the dude who writes Birthright over at Image, which is freaking great. He's, yeah, he's a good writer. So, like... He's doing the Red Hood story, which is a backup in The Dark Detective. The uh, The main story is uh, being written by Mariko Tamaki, and the art is uh, by Dan Roma. And I've got to read the first half. No, actually, I read the first story in that book, the backups I didn't get to read. But the uh, Dark Detective story, awesome. And the art is great. Uh, this particular storyline, the uh, the world believes that, that Batman and Bruce Wayne have both died. 
Uh, they're being hunted by a syndicate that's trying to put out all the superheroes. So very, uh, I think, like Frank Miller styling. And this particular organization is taken to hunting heroes and villains alike to lock them all up the same. And uh, at some point, they must have figured out Bats and Bruce were the same dude. And the way they made it look to the world is they both died. There's actually a scene in this particular book where Bruce is inside a restaurant and this girl with crazy green hair next to him says, starts talking to him. She's like, it always happens in three. So, I mean, have you seen, like, Batman and Bruce Wayne next? Like, who's the third one going to be? Talking about celebrities dying in, in a certain order. So the world doesn't know Bruce and Bats are the same, but both personas are supposedly dead. And, uh, I mean, obviously they're not, because we see Bruce, he's, he's who we're following. But yeah, in there he's got like a stripped-down version of the Bat costume, so no cape. He's got the gauntlets and then the mask and like the chest the chest armor. But it looks a lot like, uh, if you read Year One during Year 52, the costume looks very similar to that. But yeah, it's, uh, the, the first issue is pretty good. Like, I, I, it's interesting. Um, I don't know if I'd like it if there was the regular continuity forever, but I, I did like the first half of that book. Like, the backup story is a grifter story, and I, I didn't get to read that one, but the art looked good. So, I mean, that's cool. But it's going to be another one that's four parts, so twice a month for both months. And if you're, I don't know, if you're a Bruce Wayne fan or a Batman fan in general, that'd be the book, because it's, it's Batman, Batman, so that's cool. Um, we also have a batch of, like, what they call miniseries, but the miniseries is... They're, they're just like one-shots, or they're also two parts, so I'm not sure exactly. They're just not as big. They're regular format, so they're regular three ninety nine books. They're not crazy size-wise or anything, so they're regular 32-page. At least most of them are 32. I guess a couple of them are 28, but um, in that group of those, there's a uh, Batman Superman. There's a Catwoman, which is being written by Ram V, which um, if you follow the podcast at all, last year we had a... Uh, a Christmas, um, a Christmas, uh, New Year's Evil book that we did. That was the DC, uh, holiday special book they put out that year. Ram V wrote the Black Adam story. He's also the dude writing the Swamp Thing story. And he did write a batch of other horror story books for an, an indie company, which I got to read issue one. This is like probably a year and a half, two years ago. It is good. It just was a company no one had heard of, so I think him writing another horror story for this particular character, doing Swamp Thing, should be awesome. But he's going to be writing the Catwoman book for uh, Future State, and he is currently writing Catwoman as well, so if you like what's going on right now, you'll like this. But the dude is good. Like I, I like him. He's awesome. Uh, there's a uh, Harley Quinn book that's going to happen. Art in it I dug a lot, too, actually. That one I got to read half of. I don't know why I, did. I should have finished that one. I don't know why I didn't. Um, but the setup for that book is we basically have Harley Quinn being captured by the uh, current uh, magistrate for the uh, penal colony, and uh, we wind up finding out that it's uh, it's Crane, just turned over a new leaf, no longer Scarecrow, and he has finally captured Harley Quinn and wants to use her to hunt down all the other Arkham and Gotham baddies. So eventually, he convinces her to work for him to do that. Um, it's an interesting story. Um, as far as a thing, I, I like the way it looks. Like, her new look is really pretty cool. But, I mean, I like Harley Quinn, so I'm predisposed to like it, I guess. Um, 
Then there's a Nightwing book going to happen. And then we have Robin Eternal. And Robin Eternal is going to be featuring Tim Drake, where Nightwing, of course, is, is Dick Race and Nightwing. There's also a Teen Titans book. And the Teen Titans book's got some interesting stuff happening with um, a version of Nightwing. So I have to assume that this particular Nightwing book happens not as far in the future as the Titans book does. Uh, but as far as, like, styles, the few pages that are out for these things look freaking awesome. So, name-wise, I don't I don't really know any of the names on the rest of those books. Like, I'm sure they've done other stuff, but they're not people I'm familiar with, so. Let's see, another one of the uh, books coming in at the, uh, the uh, $3.99 price point <laughs> is going to be Shazam. And this one's uh, written by uh, Tim Sheridan, and the uh, art is by Eduardo Pasica. Pansica, I think is how you say it. Sorry. Uh, this particular story, it's a two-part as well, so it's one of the monthly ones, so once a month. And uh, the whole setup is that no one's seen Billy Batson in years, not since an incident known as the Final Battle of the Titans. So this particular book has to take place prior to where the Titan book picks up, just because of what we see in the Titans book. Um, and we do get mention of Shazam in that particular book, too. So where we pick up with him, he's uh, he's got a small group of people that he's leading, a small batch of heroes he's leading. And uh, the story is set supposedly multiple years after the battle, but... Uh, people don't seem to be sure who's actually driving the boat or who's actually in control of Shazam. And there's something that we're supposed to learn in this particular book that will reveal what the sacrifice Billy made to imprison the ultimate evil. And uh, it makes it sound like maybe Billy's not entirely in control of what's happening with Shazam, which is an interesting idea. So that's kind of crazy. I think it's, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting idea. And uh, we know that he's connected to a couple of the other books, so if it's not really him driving the boat, who's pulling the strings, right? So that's that's pretty crazy. Uh, the Teen Titans book, the the one I, that, that I did get to read, I'll tell you a little more about, was uh, it's the same dude, Tim Sheridan. Uh, the art on it is Rafa Sandoval, and the art in that book is freaking amazing. Like it's really really good. Uh, I know there's a couple of test images out that people like leaked that are actually kind of from the last couple of pages, which I thought was a little weird. But the art is really good, and like it's set in the future, of course, past the uh, Battle of the Titans. And like in the first couple of pages, we see the remaining parts of the building of the Titans Tower, and it's a wreck. Like, it, not even. It doesn't resemble a T. If you weren't told that was the island, it would just like, look like a wreck of a city on top of an island. And uh, when it first opens up, we wind up having what appears to be Nightwing with a character called Arrow. Um, so think uh, Red Arrow, just a chick with black hair wearing a red costume, but they, they just call her Arrow. And the two of them are searching for something um, through the wreckage. Uh, we, we eventually do find what they're looking for, so... Which is also super interesting, because I have a feeling that part of what the history of why things happened is probably because of this particular device. Um, but eventually, while that's going on, they uh, they find what they're looking for and uh, report back to uh, to Starfire, 
who at this point is running the Titans. And through flashbacks, we find out the Titans eventually turn the, their facility into a training center for young superheroes with powers. So they became like a school um, where the original Titans trained students. So very, think, uh, I don't know, think very Professor X's school with the X-Men, except that there is no Professor X, you know? And uh, we see some scenes with a bunch of different kids that were supposed to be the kids being raised by the uh, the Titans as far as their students. Um, and the two of them get told that, uh, oh, that Psybeast has returned. Well, Psybeast, this is pretty interesting. Uh, Psybeast is a amalgam of Beast Boy and Cyborg. So something has happened to where the two of them have become merged together. And it's, uh, it's, it's weird, but it's, I mean, it's kind of, it's cool. It's just really weird. Uh, we have a pretty cool cast in this, a bunch, bunch of new characters. I mean, I have a feeling in a few of these books we're going to see a lot of new characters, but cast roster, at least what we find from the first book, we meet a character called Brat Girl. She's got a Batman look to her, you know. We have Gorilla Greg, who looks very, looks very Gorilla Grodd, except not. A uh, character named Tubular. Uh, Jackeen and Johnny, which I want to say that Jackeen is the lightning kind of pink-looking entity that's connected to Johnny, who looks like a regular dude. So I think kind of, not necessarily firestormy, but how the two of them work exactly, don't know. Um, then there's Chupacabra, and then we get a few of the, uh, what appear to be the original cast, because there's a Nightwing, Starfire, Raven, and of course Psybeast. And, uh, at one point, this is the book where we get Red X, and this is the first comic book appearance for Red X. So if you're a Titans fan from the cartoon series, um, you would know that Red X was a persona that Dick Grayson, if it's actually Dick in that show, because who knows, wore to uh, separate himself from the Teen Titans when he went after Slade Wilson. And uh, there's several cartoon episodes that he shows up in, but this would be the first time he shows up in regular comic book continuity at all. So, that's really cool. Um, we also see who I believe are two different people wearing the costume at two different time frames. And uh, that is also interesting. And the hook at the very end of this book is we don't really know who is in what costume. Because I don't necessarily think it's Nightwing in Nightwing's costume. So, that is interesting. And the Nightwing costume, it's not a, it's not a normal one either. It's like a mixture of the 70s flare collar, where we wore the gold, like, the gold shoulder harness, kind of. So not the 70s flare where it was open chest, but the, uh, no, that's the classic. So look in the previous book, you see the regular Nightwing from his own book, which must happen prior to the Teen Titans battle on the island. Um, I don't know if it's actually in there, but it might be. But it's got, like, a, the gold... I can't even remember what year frame, where year it was from. Where he wore the blue jumpsuit and he had the gold, like, shoulder that led to the bird. No. That's the same Nightwing from before. That one, I'm pretty sure, is Dick Grayson. The regular Nightwing book, being that I haven't actually got the reading of it, I'm pretty sure that one's actually Dick Grayson. Which I suspect this other Nightwing that is not Dick Grayson. Uh, his is, like, a mixture between that costume where he had the... The, I'm trying to explain what it looks like. I can't think of what he says. It's not the 70s flare collar. It's the one afterwards where he had the gold, like, shoulder harness that led to the bird on his chest. Um, it's not, I don't think it's in that book at all. 
Um, but yeah, as a costume, it does look cool, but it's like a remnant of two costumes mixed together. It is, it's, it's good. Other books in that same category, we have a flash book, of course. We definitely get to see what appears to be a newer, younger speedster. Uh, we also have an Aquaman book, and the Aquaman book is dealing with Aquaman's daughter, which if you're following the current series with Kelly Sue DeConnick writing it, we've recently had Aquaman and Mira have a daughter, and so this is just her grown up. Not adult yet. Um, this book happens prior to the Justice League book, so it's her in like her, I don't know, 10, 11 year old age, uh, running around with Aqua Lad, basically teaching her how to be Aqua Lass. And then, uh, speaking of Justice League stuff, there is Justice League, which is another two part. It's also a 599, so it's a bigger book. And it has two stories in it as well. So we have Justice League, again, written by Joshua Williamson, who's amazing. Uh, the is Robson, Robson Roca. A good artist too, uh, but Williamson, awesome writer. And the back of the story is going to be Justice League Dark, which is written by Ram V. So, same dude doing Swamp Thing, which I guess makes sense, considering that Dark kind of connects to Swamp Thing. Uh, so that particular book's going to have those two stories in it, and team-wise, both great writers. Um, I don't necessarily know the artist on the backup, the, the backup Dark story, but the couple pictures they teased look cool. But writer-wise, both those guys are awesome. So I think Justice League would definitely be, willing, be cool to check out. And it's a younger adult team, so we get the Aqua Lass, but more in her 20s. And then, of course, we have John as Superman. And as far as the other cast around, that we have the new Wonder Woman, which we'll move to her next. Um, so Justice League is just like the... It'd be like what Gen 5 was supposed to be. The grown-up version of everybody else. And then a Batman that's not necessarily any of the Batman we have before. So I guess that would be the only thing different, really. Um, but speaking of Wonder Woman, see, now this particular book, there's a lot of weird flair around it. So there's two different Wonder Woman books. There's just Wonder Woman, which is written by Joelle Jones, drawn by Joelle Jones, who is awesome. She's a lady that wrote Lady Killers, uh, wrote the first, like, 23 issues of Catwoman for the Rebirth drew most of those issues and also drew lady killers awesome artist we've talked about her on the show a lot really nice lady um in person she's awesome uh and art wise she's fantastic so she's doing the new wonder woman and this new wonder woman is a brand new wonder woman who's an offshoot from the brazilian amazon tribe this particular wonder woman is also getting her own tv show on the cw now, I'm going to say the CW show is probably going to take place in regular continuity, time-wise, for CW. So, other than just namesake, I doubt these stories will connect at all. But that is a cool thing, considering this is her first appearance, and if she has a show that does well, I mean, that's going to bode well for collectors. Um, for collectors that don't read, I mean, there's that. But if you are a reader and an art person, I mean, Joelle's, you can't beat her, she's awesome. So I think that thing would be really, really cool. The other Wonder Woman book is called The Immortal Wonder Woman, and it's uh, it's another two-part, and it's one of the bigger books, so it's five ninety nine again. And it has the first story featuring Diana. So the Immortal Wonder Woman story is going to be regular, regular Wonder Woman, and it's being written by uh, Becky Cloonan. 
And then the backup story, at least in the first book, is a Nubia story. And uh, that one basically deals with putting Nubia into, best we can tell, regular continuity instead of the Earth-28 continuity. So that's a little weird. So I guess we'll see what it does. They're saying the sequel book for this backup story is going to be a different one, though, and I can't remember what it was, but I don't think it has anything to do with Nubia. I think it's a totally different thing for the backup story on the other book. But as far as Wonder Woman stuff's concerned, the first half will be regular OG, and then the other stuff will be different characters, as far as I can tell. Um, then we also have a Superman Wonder Woman book, which is going to feature the new Wonder Woman, and it's going to feature John Kent as Superman. So it's going to be a modernization version of that book, which has got the two current Superman Wonder Woman. So I mean, that one should be cool, too. I mean, as a thing, if you dig the new Wonder Woman, it'll make sense to want to follow that, to read that book, too. I mean, it's another two-part, and it's only the regular three ninety nine books, so it's not like a crazy thing. But as far as stuff like reader-wise... There's a whole handful of those I think will be really, really cool. And as far as, like, one-shot stories, the only one that's really different, lengthwise, really, we have one of them that's called The House of L, and that one's a one-shot. And other than the names on it, I don't really know much about the book itself. And then another one that's different is Superman vs. Imperious Lex. And that one's actually going to run three issues. So it's the only one that's actually longer, miniseries-wise. And the last issue, it's going to come out during March. So, of all these books, they're all taking place January, February, except for this one that gets one more book. And it's basically Superman, Clark, Clark Kent Superman, versus Lex Luthor. And uh, it's being written by Mark Russell, and uh, Stephen Pugh is doing the art. And Pugh is awesome. Like, he's great. Um, Russell, I mean, I know his name, but I don't remember why. So, I have to assume it must have been something I liked. But as a thing, that's the only one really running longer. And of the whole group of them, I mean, I guess it makes sense for a Superman battle to finish it, right? Yeah, it takes, I mean, it's a three-parter, so it takes place a couple, like, three weeks in a row, looks like. Uh, the last issue is so, supposed to come out in March. March 30th, and then this issue is the last one, but the second issue, February 23rd. I imagine I didn't look at the date for it, but I think January was in January too. So it, it works like a normal monthly book, just uh, yeah, okay. has an extra issue that goes all the way into March. Yeah, so they're month. Yeah, they're, none it's, of these it's guys. The, do it's that. the it's the last book, and then one thing I don't know if you mentioned because I've been trying to like go. There's so much going on, right? But did you talk about Robin, uh, Future State Robin Number One, Robin Eternal? Um, a tiny bit, not a whole lot. With Tim. That, that's the one featuring Tim Drake. I don't know if it's supposed to be. I don't, is it Tim Drake for sure? It is. It's supposed to be Tim and Stephanie both. Oh, okay. So the Robin Eternal is supposed to follow the two of them. And as far as a the thing, they're, they're making it sound like it's something that Tim has to make an ultimate sacrifice, which would mean to me that it leads to his death. But, I mean, as a thing, we've seen him fade away from existence in Batman Beyond whenever he lived in the future and was Batman Beyond. So, Tim's had a weird path. Uh, but yeah, this one's supposed to deal with him and her and whatever their adventure is up to and whatever it is he has to do to probably save her, I guess. But I don't really know what they're fighting, so... That's the only one I know that he's in for sure. 
book-wise, because I don't really remember seeing him in any other casting. So, if you dig Tim Drake, I would say get that book, and hopefully, read-wise, I mean, it's uh, it's Megan uh, Fitzmartin writing it, and uh, Eddie uh, Barrows doing the art. And, like, the covers look cool, and the two test pages that were black and white look cool, but they were black and white pages, and they weren't the, they were the biggest size, so... Yeah, I'm just looking at some of these, like, covers that they, they posted 23, like, covers right. of upcoming books, just randomly, and just kind of, like, trying to get a feel for each of the books, but... Yeah, it's... Man, the Swamp Thing thing is... It looks cool, huh? Well, he's going to be... Besides um, Wonder Woman Immortal, he's the oldest, like, the the farthest in the future, so... Right. On this weird future state timeline they've posted. So I wonder if that Wonder Woman book is going to be kind of like how that... The one where, like, the Hulk's the last living thing. They do make it sound that way, like she's been battling so long... And then now that she's the only thing left, is there really any reason to battle? And there's something heading to Earth to try to destroy the Earth. But at this point, she's like the only thing really alive that's a human type, supposedly. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot like that whole desolate world. And, you know, what's the point? You right. know? So, yeah, I kind of think that one's going to be like um, the, what's the name of that? The Maestro? Mm. Whereas Superman is going to be like Planet Hulk, just with Superman, right? So, right. I mean, they have similarities. In the grand, I'm sure the writing is going to be different. But as far as the theme, if I was going to peg them as something, right, right, that's what the two of them look yeah, like. I, ga- to me. I gather that kind of too. So, like, as a as a thing, I mean, I think that's an interesting idea. I mean, yeah, like she doesn't age the same way, and if she winds up being the last thing. Well, you know, what's the point? Which I've never really thing? covered that with her before, which I think no. is odd, but... Well, maybe that's why we're doing it, because there hasn't really been a storyline where we dealt with that kind of thing for her particular character. I mean, we've had Batman at the end of time, we've had Superman at the end of time, but I don't remember there being anything before that dealt with Wonder Woman that way. I mean, she did have that, that Black Label series, but it was it wasn't really about, like, the end of quote-unquote reality. It was, it was more... Uh, is just more of an unshaped world. Oh, there's a Black Adam story that takes place after the Swamp Thing story, so... Oh, for Timeline? Yeah. There's a Black Adam story that takes place in, in the year 82,020. That's crazy. <laughs> Which, again, being a god... Right, well, he doesn't... He doesn't really age at all, so... So that that's... Yeah, that's also crazy. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with this, man. There's just a lot going on. Like, they must... I hope they... We'll see. We'll see. I think... I mean, I guess at my at this point, where to go... I mean, we, we've spewed a whole bunch of information of an upcoming event, which we haven't really done anything like this before, but... Um, what do you think... What To you, what's the most exciting thing? From these batch of books? Yeah. Man, you know, I really do like that Teen Titans book. Like, I liked it a lot. I think that uh, the Dark Detective is interesting. I it poses a lot of questions, and I, I like that. But 
the thing that the only thing that bothered me is I don't think I'd like it as a regular if it was the constant state of what Batman was supposed to be. I'm not sure if I'd like it. Right. But as a like the art in it's fantastic. It's so good. But I don't know if it was if this was going to be like here's what Batman's going to be for the rest of your life, dude. If I'd be okay with it or not. Right. Um, but it does pose some interesting questions, and like it is cool seeing a stripped down Bruce Wayne trying to navigate his way through the city. You know, I think that's really pretty cool. And both those two, I like a lot. I mean, I like Harley Quinn. Some, I mean, the Harley Quinn book, I do like the art for it too, and it had an interesting idea. I don't necessarily like the idea that somehow Jonathan Crane convinced them that, that he wasn't crazy and they make him in charge of the hospital and, or the basically hospital prison that they have her in. But, I mean, he's gotten away with other things, so why not? Right. Um, as far as, like, winners, I mean, I know that the Wonder Woman book's going to be good because Joelle Jones is fantastic and everything that woman does looks amazing. So even if the story is just okay, the art will be beautiful. Because that's what she does. And she's a good writer, too, so I don't think the story will be a problem. I mean, as a thing, everything I've read that she's written, I've liked. Now, granted, it's, you know, mostly Catwoman and Lady Killer, which Lady Killer, if you haven't read that, Dark Horse, look it up. It's awesome. So, like, as a thing, I'm super stoked for, for that. I think the chase for it for people outside of, like, I mean, if you're trying to be a spec person, well, again, this character's getting a TV show. Does that mean anything? I mean, I don't know. We got a new Batwoman. There's been a Batwoman show. We saw Spike in books because of that. So it is the first appearance of a brand new character. I think if we see any of these things look forward, if that one does well enough that people like it, we may very well see a younger version of her in some offshoot book. Because this idea of the other Amazon tribe from Brazil... I mean, it makes as much sense as anything else that there'd be another pocket of Amazons that live separate from the island. I mean, why not? So I could see that show up in regular continuity and regular time fairly easy as an idea. And if it does and she's popular, then, I mean, it would be a book to have simply because it's the first appearance. Not that a bunch of these other Titans aren't first appearances, because they are. But, I mean, Brat Girl, no matter how much I like how she looks, I doubt we'll see her outside of this. You know what I mean? Right. And in this, like, on this character design for Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. some, do you notice, there's three things of this character design, I don't know if you noticed it. We're talking about the Diana Wonder Woman, so the the Immortal Wonder Woman? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a, a, what appeared to be a collection of menagerie pieces from uh, what would be other Justice League members, which is really kind of interesting, because she has, like, a Green Lantern ring. Around her has, neck. Right? Like, that ne- kind of chain. Like, necklace style. Um, she has Batman's utility belt and what appears to be a chunk of Superman's cape. Yeah, that's why I gather that Superman's cape for sure. Like they kind of hide it with the fact that she's all red too. But yeah, well, but, it, but costume it's, top. It's wise. definitely like if those those if those two things. Cause like I, I noticed that Batman's belt on the other art, but then like the Green Lantern ring, I didn't notice until the inside. But interesting. So. Well, yeah, if it's her past all time. So would you say that the, the Titans book and the... Um, yeah, Titans, like ones I'm super stoked for, Teen Titans, um, Dark Detective, Harley Quinn, uh, Superman Worlds of War. I like that a lot because his costume looks so cool. 
And if it really is, you know, Battle Hulk or, or not Battle Hulk, World War Hulk just with Superman, I, I dig that idea. I mean, he looks cool. That whole gray hair and his suit being the, the off gray blue and the black symbol. It's not though. That's not the that's not the costume they're going for. They show it on there on the outside, right? But I think the costume they're going with is on the inside, or he's just it's just skivvies, dude. Like no, it's just undies and a belt. Yeah, even better. <laughs> like more Conan style. That I'm cool with that too. Hey there. Oh yeah, yeah, and the shackles and everything else. Yeah, so he's just undies and a and a belt, and then like. The symbols is chained across his chest, and then he has a he has a cape and boots on, which is like very gladiator style, very Spartacus. Yeah, I can see that. But I agree with that. Um, probably that's probably the one I'm most excited about. Superman Worlds of War, right? Um, also Robin Eternal. Oh yeah, yeah. I do think it's cool that Tim's getting his own book. I like that. That Suicide Squad with Connor can't. Looks really rad. I'm kind of curious where they're going with that because Connor's book is is everything I've written, uh, or everything I've read on on the write ups is that he's leading the Suicide Squad. Not even that he like so. Just curious what that's all about. I mean, there's just that could go anywhere, right? And any of those characters could be any of those characters. I don't know. I mean, being being the you know the crime syndicate Earth, it could be like so many people like. Oh, yeah. All those characters be so many other people, or just weird dark versions of themselves as well. Well, yeah. Maybe like mean, a dark version of, of Tim, like, is the Batman character in that. Sure. You know, that they showed in that. Who knows? You know what I mean? It's just, there's so many. As far as, like, options of things to run into. Yeah, because they kind of showed, when they went to the Crime Syndicate planet, they showed those, some dark versions. They showed a, they did. a Drake version, and they showed a, a dark, like, Wonder Girl version, you know? Like, the only one that was good in that universe was, uh, spo- the spoiler. Right. So, you know, in that, in the, uh, Young Justice book. So, like, that could, you know, some of that stuff could come back into play, which I thought was really, really cool. It would be interesting to see, like, an older version of them because time has passed along. Yeah, and they're the, they're the new versions of those characters kind of thing or something. I don't know. It's interesting. We'll, we'll have to see where it goes. Well, and the fact that you're using Earth 3, that's interesting, too, because, like... All the rest of these books seem to be set in what would be normal, like normal Earth. Right. So, like, that's an interesting twist. And there, and there is a Justice League Dark book, I think. It's a, it's a backup story in regular Justice League. Oh, okay. So there, there, there will be a story. I mean, Ram V's writing that one, but it's, it's one of the backups. It's not its own book. It's a, it's inside the Justice League book. So right, right, right. Just right. like a handful of the others that are taking place, they're just not their own, like, they're not their own read-along. Because, like, Grifter's in stuff, but his backup happens in another book. Right. So right. it's, he's not, he doesn't have his own book, he has gotcha. a story that takes place within other books. So, so that's kind of weird still, but as long as it doesn't turn the regular way the world works, I'm, I'm okay with that, I guess. Not that, you know, really have much of a choice, I guess. Oh, so anyway, and also, I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but the fact that he's on this means he's going to be somewhere, and I don't, I don't know where, hmm. but, um, uh, Protex, part oh, of the Hyper right. Clan, again, is 
you know, I he's on this for a reason, and he's got right. a new, he's a he's got a new character like mock up. So he's like he looks different than he did in that Grant Morrison run, but he looks really cool. And he, uh, I mean, he could be a good guy, but he could be a bad guy. But I don't know, man. I, right? You know, he was a bad guy initially, but I just like I'm curious what they're gonna do with him because he was a powerful character. And again, I when I was just searching through stuff, I didn't see him come up anywhere else. You know, I I don't remember seeing him in any of the covers that they put out. And cast-wise, I don't remember them actually talking about him in any of these books. So I kind of wonder if if he's part of the Legion story. But the design doesn't necessarily fit Riley Rossmo's art style. So I kind of wonder... I don't know if he's been seen since then. Yeah, I kind of don't think so. Because when you said that to me, I was like, I don't know who that is at all. I mean, I remember that story, but I, I don't necessarily remember all the characters... And look-wise, I mean, yeah, it is like an updated version of him. But yeah, like where he fits, man, no idea. Yeah. And the uh, the new Wonder Woman's name is Yara Floor. So Y-A-R-A-F-L-O-R is uh, is her name. And yeah, when it comes to Protex, he only made eight appearances, and it was only ever in Justice League issues. Justice League... um Number one, um, Justice League Origins, or Justice League number one, two, three, Justice League Secret Files, which would have just been probably talking about him as a character, um, Justice League 14, 13, 14, and then 56, 57, and um, 58. So the last time, so that would have been 2001. Oh, so when Justice League number fifty eight came out, came out, and which is super weird that like he's on this, but they don't really talk about him, right? Like, in any of the stuff. So, like, but he's definitely on that. And he's got a new character design. Like I said, he's got, and he was like Marsh, one of Ma- Marsh Manhunters, and a Justice League villain. That's pretty much like the White Martians were a big villain in that Grant, beginning with Grant Morrison all the way through, like Mark Wade and right all that stuff. So. That's interesting. Like, how he fits or what he connects to, at this point, I have no idea. So, I I have to assume he must be in one of the backup stories, or is it maybe... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Justice League would be the other option, but to what end or how? No idea. Right. But it is really interesting, because, like, we haven't seen him in a long time. Red X hasn't showed up, like, at all, at whatever. Uh Grifter's on there. Grifter's on the cover of this thing, and we know Grifter has a backup story in one of the books, but Grifter's also been pretty MIA since New 52. I mean, he did show up in Batman 101? No, yeah, 101. And, like, I don't necessarily like how they used him in it, but he's in it. But other than that, like, we haven't seen the dude for a while. So, like, that's interesting. This whole new Wonder Woman thing is interesting. I mean, that idea of the, of the second colony is really cool, so I like that. The idea of getting all three Supermans is really awesome. I mean, John, Connor, and Cal is cool. So, I mean, use-wise, it's some interesting stuff. I mean, as far as, like, where it goes, or if it's ever going to come back again or not, I mean, I guess it depends how popular it is. I mean, other than her getting her own show... Like I said, I, I think I could, we could see her show up in regular continuity as a thing, just as a younger version of herself, because here she's, I mean, look-wise, she's got to be in her mid-twenties, but I mean, she's Amazon, so 
who knows how old she's supposed to be. Right. So. And the weird thing, too, the only Superman of the three that has the actual yellow in the symbol still is John. Right. The other two both have the black in the symbol. Yeah. Well, he's got more classic colors, but he also is supposed to be taking over as Superman from his dad. Right, but, John, but John's costume is, like, very similar to Connor's, but Connor's just has a bunch of black on it. Right. Like, they're, they're pretty similar, actually. Like, in the mock-up, it makes it look a little yellowish one part, I think, but I think that's just, like, the shading, but it's, I think it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be red, because it's red all the way across, but... Right. But his is all black piping and black on the top, black on the symbol, and John's is yellow with... You know, Straight-up old-school, yeah. Like, the red all the way across, and his is, like, black all the way across. Right. So it's kind of... And then black boots and things like that, which, I don't know, interesting... Swamp thing was crazy, crazy evil and angry and pissed. So, well, yeah, his book at the towards the end is supposed to be him over around the world. So, yeah, interesting. He's always been like a, I don't know, he's always been kind of on the verge of could be bad guy, I guess. Not necessarily as a main thing, but decide that he's done with people because they're the problem. All right. We've seen a couple of stories with him like that. So. I don't, I don't feel like that doesn't fit, so. But yeah, him with the horns and like the spikes, he looks so crazy cool. Terrifying, but. You know, cool. of, of a lot of these character mock-ups that we're seeing, I don't really like John Stewart's. Oh, the one for the Green Lantern book? Yeah, either. It's very Bishop. But no. Oh, yeah. But not, kind of not very cool Bishop. Anyway. Yeah. I think we'll see him both ways, actually, because there's one of the covers. For the, the Green Lantern book, actually has him on the cover, and it looks like classic John Stewart. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, how that would be different? Because even the books inside, I don't know if they're gonna, the two stories take place in the same time frame or not. Right. Because like that one's got a Green Lantern story, then it has a Corp story, which would make sense if they were like hand in hand, but they're labeled as two different things. So that's kind of weird. But I mean, I guess we'll see. You know. Okay, yeah, and with the uh, future state timeline, it is pretty crazy. But we got a list of a lot of where these things are supposed to take place year-wise. And so, like, the first timeline is supposed to begin around 2025. And a number of the books happen during the same time frame. So, like, Batman, the Arkham Knight story, the Batgirl story, the Batman-Superman story, the Catwoman story, the Gotham City Siren story, the Harley Quinn story... The Grifter story, the Nightwing story, Outsiders, Red Hood, and Robin Eternal are all taking place in the 2025 time bracket. So, Batman's still around as Bruce. As far as the world's concerned, all those books are supposed to be happening in that same year. The next jump year-wise is to 2027, and that's where Dark Detective happens, and The Flash and the Titans. So, whatever crazy event stuff that set things up for those books happens like two years after the other books timeline-wise. So I, as far as keeping that straight when everything's coming out at the same time, I think that's going to be kind of weird. But as far as other jumps, I mean, the next jump is to 2029 and 2030, where we have Shazam and uh, Aquaman, Black Racer, Justice League Dark, Metropolis, Midnighter, uh, Mr. Miracle, Suicide Squad, Superman of Metropolis, Superman Worlds of War, and Nubia. So, like, 
even though these books are most of these things timeline wise that have the backup stories in there seem to take place in the same year. And then we have another jump book wise for years. And the next setup is for 2035 and 2040. So that's where the Green Lantern stuff and the Justice League stuff is supposed to be happening. And then the final jump forward, Saber Legion of Superheroes, is to the year 3000, which is where the House of L story takes place. And then when we jump to Swamp Thing, it goes all the way to the year 4500. And then Black Adam takes place at the 82,020s. So year-wise, he's way, way in the future. And then the Wonder Woman story is supposed to be at the end of time. So, as far as, like, where these things are all taking place, yeah, it's crazy. They're kind of all over the board. That Catwoman costume is pretty cool, too. Yeah, it's not really that different. But it's, I mean, it's cool. It's just not really that. Right. Her costume changes quite a bit. No, she's had a, well, from the, from the old school purple jumpsuit, yeah. <laughs> no. But yeah, like, as a thing, there's a lot of cool-looking costumes. It's going to be an interesting thing to see, but... I mean, there's a couple of the ones that we that we picked wise that would be probably the better ones to follow. There's a lot of cool new writers or newer writers listed, so I'm interested to see a bunch of them because a few of these have already been already been assigned to new books to follow after this stuff happens. So I guess we'll see how that sticks, you know. But not all new names. I mean, as far as the people are connected to this stuff, it's not like a complete clean slate. But there's a whole lot of new stuff, and it does sound cool. So I guess, well, I know, all we can do is wait and see, right? But what I read so far was good, even even if it made me afraid. So remember that the amputee runner for the Olympics, the Pistorius guy? Yeah. That killed his girlfriend or wife or whatever? I don't necessarily He was, like, that, South yeah. African, I think. Okay. Well, uh, so, like, the Flash, ver- the, the, the Flash. Right. She's got the Pistorius legs. Right, the crazy uh, robot legs, or the, like, they're not amputee yeah, legs. Amputee legs, yeah. It's just like, oh, really weird. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of weird stuff on this, so yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. So because of this, books to watch. There's this is the book that we're watching because like these are all the books that we talked about. So right, yeah, yeah. As far as like a books to watch thing, if you're looking to find things that should be key issues, I'm going to say Titans because of the first Red X. Is he going to matter later? Is he going to get a movie? Unlikely, but he always been in cartoons, so uh, I would say it's a key issue because of that. The Wonder Woman, just regular Wonder Woman, uh, Yar, uh, Yara's book, I mean, it's a key issue. That also makes Titans, for all the other characters, key issues too. So, like, Legion of Superheroes, of course, will be a key because it's got a whole bunch of new characters. Will they matter in the long run? I mean, I don't know, man. I guess we'll see what sticks. I think Yarrow stick and chances of seeing Red X show up costume wise, I'm gonna say is becoming more and more likely, simply because of the way they have multiple characters appears wearing it. So mm, nah. that's cool. I think ultimately if you're just if you're chasing like like if you're something to watch or follow or this or that, just if something interests you, just read it and enjoy it. Like oh, if it happens to be a great book, then just like I think that that, that kind of stuff bugs me. So like, yeah, it's the way of the world at this point. You know, people are going to be like, oh, I want this book because this person's in it, but then they only, only want that issue. And they're like, sorry. Yeah. I only got enough for the people who want to read the book. Right. And that's right. what happens because, like, 
if you want to read five issues or something, then we're gonna, you know, you'd rather support that per- that that person than somebody who just is chasing it because of some oh, character, yeah, which is annoying. Just like action figures, people chase one action figure, but you know it's just hilarious. Some huh. little bit of action figure news I forgot to tell you about. Sure, the GI Joe uh, classified stuff that's coming out. You know, all the six inches. Yeah, they're doing a bunch of repaints. <laughs> like they've already done a Cobra Trooper repaint, and you, awesome. you, knew, you knew that, and it's the exact same figure, just a repaint. Yeah, slightly different, and they're doing redoing Scarlet, which she was kind of hard to find to begin with. They're repainting Roadblock; he wasn't hard to find, as hard to find, but he was. You know, they're all kind of not super easy to find, but they do did repaints of both of those, and suppose he's going to be repainted Baroness and Beachhead come out as well. That's cool. So it's like all those people who like. Like, basically, at this point, like, scalpers, get your money now, man, because when they put repaints out, and all they're, they're just, and they're not like, oh my gosh, they're doing, like, a regular Scarlet and then a Tiger Force Scarlet. It's just, like, they're painting the gold brown. Right. That's it. It's, like, that's different. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Right. And so, like, with the beachhead, they're probably just going to, like, slightly alter like, something. Maybe a different tone. Yeah, which is hilarious because all those people are such scumbags. Right. They really are. Crazy mess. But. Well, did you learn anything today, Josh? Learned a lot today. We talked about <laughs> all of it. <laughs> it is kind of a crazy mess. Sorry if it made you more confused than not. No, I mean, some of the characters are like, I don't know who they are. Some of them, like, you told me that it might be this person, it might be that person. Oh, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. So. Sure. Well, people in general, even even our listeners, I mean, if if all this did was make you more confused, I'm sorry about that. You're going to be until you read these books, which is the, kind of the point. But it's like, hey, there's a really cool event coming up, which is like kind of Elseworld Z, but kind of maybe not, but kind of who knows. Right. Yeah, definitely, definitely interesting. Seems like they kind of been planning this for a while and then they weren't maybe... Well... They led, they led, they led people to believe one thing for one second and then like, obviously... I know you were really worked up for for a minute. You're like, they're changing the whole DC universe. And I was like, that's not going to be a thing. Well, as a thing, whenever they were playing on 5G, which, I mean, I doubt they're ever going to come out and say that's what the truth is. But we know they'd already been working on it for the better right. part of half a year. Right, and they probably were. But, like, the fact that 5G, like, the term 5G has yeah. such a bad... It's, it was the dumbest thing. They might have just... That's where they changed to future state, which... That's Maybe, but like what best we understood what Dan Dio had been selling and been pushing was 5G, which is supposed to mean fifth generation. Again, they started saying that before 5G service became a thing, but somebody in marketing should have said, uh, isn't it like the internet stuff for phones? Don't you ever think they'll get the 5G? Because I'm sure someday we'll get the 6G and then probably 7 and 8 and 9. Right. And then at that we'll make a new term, but you know. And when we did the Dan DiDio or right. Diddy or whatever, like, news break when he got fired. Right. Like, they didn't say they're firing because they didn't like that idea. There's oh, a bunch of that. other stuff. Well, there's a bunch of other stuff that he got let go because of. Well, they said it hostile work environment. But Yeah, so, I mean, like. If that's the truth. I mean, maybe at the time that that was just what it was being called. Right. Because these are the fifth generation of a bunch of super, a bunch of heroes. You know, like, basically have, like. Let's just use the Flash. You know, you have Jay Garrick was one. You know, you have like Barry right. Allen's two. Well, that was the idea. Wally was. was three, and then like Bart, let's say, is four, and so this chick would be five. Right. You know, same thing with like. Oh, that's definitely what they were trying to work on. Yeah, right? so just like so they're just work, working towards like the fifth generation of, of a. You know, they're bringing in a new. Some of them are new. Some of them are were 
kind of becoming like who right. knows. Well, yeah, the whole the whole idea with that was it was supposed to be like another, not a straight up crisis, but to do the same thing Crisis did, where it benched all those old school characters and we bring new characters to the forefront. Now, back when that happened, it, there were people that were upset that you know Alan Scott got benched and Jay Garrett got benched, but as a thing, unlike our modern area of superheroes, there weren't T-shirts of those guys. There weren't. Piles of action yeah, figures of those guys, but I don't know if the, I don't know if the people were up in arms as, as much as they were back then. Yeah, I have no idea because you know I wasn't alive back then. Because well, when, I mean, from the, when you went from the golden age to the silver age, things were so different. They were just like they're just bringing in a bunch of new characters, and they didn't get rid of those, any, any of the little characters. They still existed, right? But we changed Green Lantern entirely, right? Flash is more of a slight change, but yeah, as far as things, I'm sure there there must have been people who are mad because that's how people work. But I, you know how much so? No, I. I'm sure somebody out there was mad. I'm sure. Sure. But I think ultimately, back then it was just like, oh, here's another comic book. It's just another story. Right. Not the same thing as it is now. People now just like are angry about everything. It doesn't matter yeah. what it is. People are just angry. That is also true. Just to be angry, you know. Ultimately, like until you go out and create something on your own and have to take that, take actual real criticism, and you're all you are is just an, an internet critic. Like people aren't gonna understand. Right. So, whatever. But the mm. thing is, is there's still people out there creating, and this is interesting and cool, and I love me some DC, and I'm curious to see where some of it I'm like, eh, whatever, but I'll probably end up knowing something about most of it. Sure. No, I don't, like you said, it. it's cool. For me, I'm a big Superman fan, so seeing like three different levels of Superman slash Superboy slash Super, or even four, actually, because you get, you get Kara. Oh, yeah, you know, like, yeah. it just... That's cool. You know, like, in if, if Tim Drake's doing something cool, it's awesome. You know, there is some Red Hood designs in here. So, like, you know, Jason Todd's going to be around somewhere. Yeah, he's he has a backup story as well. You know, but, like, these backup stories, what do they mean? Why are they backup stories? What, you know, what are they all about? You know, like, Zatanna has some, some mock-ups in here. You know, the Luther story, like, what is that all about? Like, the Imperious Lex. All right. Like, that's interesting. Like, what's it all about? You know, like, is this just a big, like, crossover to introduce a bunch of young heroes into, you know, the D- the DCU? I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's a toss-up. I'm curious about it. Some really cool character designs. Like, that Saturn Girl walk-up is really cool, like... She's this weird red skull-faced person. I don't know what it's all about. It's cool, though. You know, I I like the old school Mr. Miracle, so I don't know why they have a new one. I don't get that, but whatever. No, he was the second one. He's not He's not actually. Like, Shadow Norman was the, the second one, but Scott Free, yeah, I, I do like him. And between the two of them, I pre- prefer Scott just because his storyline's different. And, like, his, the whole idea of being a refugee from Apocalypse, I think, is freaking awesome. Right. So... And he's a dude. That's basically it. He's he's a guy. So that's also really awesome. Shadow Norman has similarities, but it's not the same thing. You know, in this, like, the art from the Future State Flash number one looks like a Flash at some point has maybe Captain Cold's gun. Right. Which is like, what the heck? I don't know, man. There's just so many cool things, but the art for, you know, like you said, the Legion of Superheroes art. Looks really, really crazy, wonky, weird, like oh, awesome. Yeah. It was Riley Rosmo and that dude. Yeah, it's like <sighs> he's wild. Like this weird, like robot-looking Superman. <laughs> the man, I don't. It's just there's some cool, cool character designs of 
anything. It's just me. Right. You know, I remember there was some, going back to JLA, actually, like there was like, um, there was like a, you know, an arc where they, Starro came about. And so like all the heroes were kind of in their own heads because they were, you know, asleep because of Starro or whatever. Right. Um, the, you know, there was a bunch of like Elseworlds-esque stories and one of them was really cool. It was like Batman, like, you know, so Bruce and Selina were married and had a kid. Right. And, um, Tim had become Batman and then like their son was like this redheaded kid who was Robin and, you know, the Joker had come back again and, you know, like he was going to kill them and like right. Bruce had to kind of come out put on a suit and come out and like, find, you know, I know they're just different random stories that like people could just tell these random stories cause they were just nightmare stories. Right. And so it was kind of cool. So like this, this could be one of those things where like, it's just a chance to tell just a random story of some, uh, you know, it's a different take on a different character. Sure. So well, yeah, as far as the thing, I mean, I, I still mostly think that it's going to be a future we never get to, but does that mean the stories won't be good? I don't know. Some will look awesome. And like, Joel Jones and Ram V, they're both fantastic. Joshua Williamson's amazing. So, like, well, name-wise, the people who are working on a bunch of these are just awesome. But for the longest time, everybody assumed that the Kingdom Come storyline was going to be what we ultimately came to, and and it was amazing, and it still is amazing. And, it is, you know, and who knows? Right. Some things have come out of it. Some things haven't. You know, it's just everything's always ever changing. But you know, with this, they're going to introduce some new characters. Someone will stick. Someone won't. Right. Kind of, kind of like anything. Again, you get weird ones like the the White Martian dude who just like came out of nowhere. Yeah, that's really crazy. So like that's that was like that's that guy from that. And I, again, that's the that's the weirdest one for me. Sure. Some of them are like ah okay whatever, but like that's the weirdest one for me. Yeah. Well, dude's only appeared nine times in books. Period. It, yeah, Eight. it's it's weird. Yeah. So like how he fits I yeah eight times one being a secret files which is probably just like a write up of like hey this is this guy right so it's oh, just, it was only eight so yeah. this would be the ninth whenever he shows yeah. up here that's still crazy interesting but crazy and if I'm missing something let me know but I did some digging while CBS was telling like some of the <laughs> stories or kind of like giving some lowdown on some other stuff and I couldn't find anything and I was just like that's weird right it's cool he's a cool villain but uh, but he was that though he was a villain right and everybody on here they mostly appear to be heroes yeah so that's the other thing that's why was the other thing I was questioning I was like huh right well yeah I think a couple couple like, like we've said already a few of these are gonna be really cool and I like the idea of seeing Aqualad being like a, a teacher and as far as like why he's training Aquaman's daughter and it's not Aquaman no idea but I like the idea of like him shepherding her to be whatever she's going to be. And so I think that's neat. That should be pretty cool to see. But yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I got for the moment. Like I said, that Titans book was great. The part I got to read the detectives for the first half. Awesome. The Harley Quinn one, also awesome. So, I mean, yeah, the, the ones I've read that I've, I've enjoyed. So that Titans one, man, that last page, I'm like, heck is going on. This is awesome. Uh, interesting. As far as things, I think that's it. Anything else for that, Josh? No? Uh, so if you want to f- check out things in social medias, you can find me at Top 5 Comics CBS on Instagram for drawings and scribbles I do. And uh, you can find all of our media stuff at Top5ComicsPodcast.com. There's links on there for this podcast, of course. Um, our Never Been Done podcast, the other podcast we do. Uh, Scovillionaires, our buddy's hot sauce review show. 
Action Figure Deconstruction, which is the uh, YouTube show that me and Josh do, action figures and stuff. There's one on there for Ant-Man 2050 gameplay. So you can find links to all those things at the website. Uh, Josh, Instagram, your Wendell24, it's W-I-N-D-L-E-24. And we also have uh, Instagrams for action figure and... Action figure deconstruction on, all, on all, all spots. Yep. Check out our buddy Scoville, there's no spots. Never been done podcast at all. Usually, usually MBD podcast or MBD, but never been done. We'll bring right. up everything. Um, I do, I did get shipping notifications for like five new figures. So, oh, that's cool. Uh, we, we had some that we were kind of intermittent, but five new figures, some of them that like nobody, nobody has seen and there's no reviews of yet. And there, there were Kickstarters that just, they finally shipped. That's so, cool. On the way, some of them are like, Action figures that we did do one, which was one of our early ones, the Planet Green Valley. Um, one of the new ones with that came out. Um, That's cool too. So yeah. we'll probably do that one just because those figures are really cool. Uh, man, there's some really cool stuff coming out. So keep an eye open for that. And just because it's awesome, if you haven't been watching The Mandalorian, you've been living under rock, <laughs> and you're an idiot because it's incredible. Right. So that's all I got to say about that. But other than that, I'm- Alright. Uh, key?